listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. There was a report via The Athletic that Russell Wilson and the coaching staff uh, had a disagreement that the relationship is not the greatest right now. Then after that report came out later on in the day, Russell Wilson's agent, Mark Rogers, told ESPN that Wilson has told the Seahawks he wants to play in Seattle. But if he were to consider a trade elsewhere, the teams he would go to, and the only ones, are the Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and the Bears. Okay, so... Sometimes things slip out. Sometimes it's an accident. Obviously, this wasn't the four teams being released. It was deliberate. It was strategic. It had intent. What intent do you think it could be to... Because by putting out the four teams, one, you're going to... I don't even know. Does New Orleans feel good about this? Do they feel bad about this? Does I mean, the idea that... Dallas and Chicago's on there, but other teams that maybe seem better aren't. It's like, oh, it, it, it's like if they were trying to get this story discussed, that the perfect way to do it was to list the four teams. Why in the world? What's the motivation? I, this is. This one, I, I agree with you. This feels different. This doesn't feel like, well, you know, they're just trying to rattle the cage to get them to be aggressive in the offseason to go fix whatever problems they have on offense. This feels like there's a real issue there. And the fact that they've been so specific at this point in time with the four teams that have come out, like we haven't – look, Deshaun Watson, we've heard the rumors about what teams uh, he would consider going to. But, but I don't know that we've seen specifically – these are the four that I want to go to. And so I, I'm with you. I'm trying to figure out what the exact play is other than the obvious, which is, look, I'm willing to play for five teams. Seattle, you're one of them. But if not me, here's the other destinations you could have a conversation with. And the irony of this is there's only a handful of players in the entire NFL with a no trade clause. And Russell Wilson's one of them. And he's saying – I want out, you know, I may want out of here, but if so, you're not going to be able to trade me anywhere. I get to decide where I might go. And you know what? You might spend a week on a trade, and at the last minute I'll say, you know, actually I looked at the USA Today. The weather isn't so good in Dallas. I'm not going. And what would happen? Everyone would say, okay, okay, Russell. It's like, I'm going to keep repeating this. This will be a catchphrase, maybe. Where does it end? I mean, just in the last two years, the idea that you can pay someone gigantic money, I mean, generational wealth, and they play football, and let's be candid, didn't have a great second half of the season. And maybe that's part of this. Maybe Russell Wilson is figuring, let's get a narrative going here about why I'm doing so poorly. It's the coaches don't know what they're doing. It's some, It's the line isn't any good. And to me, it feels like Russell Wilson went from one of the the more team uh, focused guys, you know, a great locker room guy to someone who I would make the case. I'm not even sure if there's been a quarterback that got paid, you know, top dollar that's been this disgruntled for so little. Like, what, what would that list be of, you know, Un, or ingrateful or ungrateful quarterbacks, you know, because quarterbacks only because they're making so much money, is that supposedly what happened was he didn't get a say in the game plan? Yeah. 
When when has that ever? Can you ever remember the quarterback's mad because he's not getting to do the coach's job? <sighs> not to the level that he asked for a trade and wants out. I mean, Peyton Manning wanted more control in Denver. I I had heard you know those rumblings, and ultimately they made concessions and they, and they gave him the control that he wanted. But it wasn't like you know give me control or I'm out of here. And we talked about it five weeks into the season. Russell Wilson was the MVP. That was just four months ago, and now we're talking about he's willing to go to you know the Cowboys or the Saints or the Raiders or the like. It's crazy how things have turned so quickly there. Yeah, if you look at uh, the stats from last season for Russell Wilson, in the last five games of the year, his QBR, which is 1 to 100, 50 is average, was 61. So he was, you know, the 13th, maybe the 12th best quarterback in the NFL. You know, and hey, that's better than average by a smidge, but... He was way – again, we don't just look at five games. So, he on the season, I think his performance was fine. You know, for an elite a player. Obviously, it's yeah. good, but he's getting paid where it should be good. It certainly wasn't more than that, and the trend line was bad. And I just wonder how much of this is he's looking for excuses to, to, to discount that season or the end of that season. Or Colin, right here in FSR, is speculating – it's his wife is sick of being in Seattle. She's and, and he made a very interesting point, Jonas. If you look at the four teams, they are all in major, major cities that you could say have a, a, a good urban nightlife or there's a lot of business that's going to be done. That's actually interesting because it, it's not like four contenders. Right. It's yeah. it, it, the one common theme is these are fun cities, it feels like. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Utah Jazz, we've talked about them several times on this show. They are the best team in the NBA, and they improved to 26-6 and on the season with a 114-89 to route of the Lakers on Wednesday night. Okay, so this is the kind of game that gets everyone's attention. And the Clippers game last week, everyone's attention. And we've seen a big change in Utah's odds. The last week... A week ago, let's say, you could have gotten Utah at 12 to 1 to win the title. Now, low is 5 to 1 at some of the sharper books. So you can get a little better than that, but as low as 5 to 1. So even though you could make the case, well, wait a minute, this team is 22 and 2, but one of the losses came just this weekend. Why would they surge over the weekend? It's because the narrative is catching up. 
There was a lot of, yeah, you know, teams sometimes do okay in the regular season, but they're not playoff-worthy teams. And something switched with the Jazz. And to me, I think it's warranted. And we talked about it a couple times, so I'll just say at real high level, they have a horrible matchup, Utah against Denver. And to, one of those losses uh, was, was the Denver. And these uh, the closest win they had, Utah, in this streak was the Denver. So you take that out, and then you say the Clippers, after getting stomped on, coming back in a zigzag spot for redemption, and they only win by four? I think, if anything, Utah gets upgraded for that. I'm not sure that Utah, other than Denver, has played a bad game You know, nearly the entire season. The last 24 games, they are 22-2 and against the spread. That is unheard of. If you just bet them 24 times, you would have lost twice and won 22. It's unprecedented. I will caveat Utah with one last thought. And this was in the ringer last few days and the insight is resonates with me the way you beat utah is going to have five shooters on the floor including the center because if you can bring gobert outside and there's no one gobert can stay on because sometimes the center will go outside but they'll put someone else on him as we've discussed but if there's five shooters and that's what the clippers have they can bring Gobert out, and it really weakens the defense because he's the big stopper in the middle. And if you think about it, the two teams that can that have five shooters at any given time, the Clippers and the Nets with Durant playing the five. So in a way, Utah might be the best team in the NBA, but they would likely have to go through two teams that match up really well against them by having five shooters and uh, the center specifically being able to shoot. What's your thoughts overall with Utah? Yeah, and I also think the Lakers not having Anthony Davis is a massive downgrade for them just based on the matchup. And you said, you know, they can bring Rudy Gobert out. Well, I mean, the guy who can do that is obviously Anthony Davis, and he can match Rudy Gobert, you know, when it comes to down low or bringing him out, depending on how they want to play it. So you saw last night, just in, in watching the game and seeing how they played, it not only did they just look like a better team than the Lakers, but they looked more energetic. They looked more athletic. They looked it, like there's a significant downgrade from Anthony Davis to the third best player on the Lakers, whoever you think that may be. Schroeder was also out for the Lakers, which hurt them, but it just it looked like they were on another level. And whether they can keep this pace the entire season, I have no well, idea. They don't have to, right? No, yeah, they, I, I mean, mean, yeah. So it's like what what's going to be fascinating is when they get into the postseason, are they able to take the next step? Because there were a lot of years that the Atlanta Hawks had great regular regular seasons. They were awesome. Same with the Toronto Raptors. And then they would get to the postseason. It would come to playoff basketball and things would change. That's what's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I know this is a short period of time relatively, but none of those teams were were 20 uh, 22 and two or however you want to characterize the, you know, the whole Agreed. season. And yeah. and I'm not saying that means they're going to do well in the playoffs. It's just, this isn't a team that's unexpectedly, you know, doing better than we thought. This is a team that's clearly the best team. In, in fact, McKenzie research is extrapolate out. I guess there's no chance to beat the record only playing 72 games, but consider the 73 win 
win percentage and hit it on the 72. And I mean, is, are Jazz on the pace to to break that win percentage? I, I I'm not sure. I I'd like to look. No, I don't think no, so. No, not exactly. It's uh, 82 percent currently for the Jazz. They have to get up to 86 percent. Okay. So, but I tell you this, and it, it doesn't work that way. But obviously, they st- it wasn't just arbitrary. They started a little sluggish, and then they took off. Uh, you know, I'd make the case in the last 24 games, Utah's playing as well as we've seen any NBA team play. And I know the Heat had that super long win streak. So, I mean, that's better. But I mean, we're talking about the top five streaks of the last 20 years, I'd say, out of this Utah team. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. RJ in the NBA, it's the second of a doubleheader later on tonight on TNT, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. It's the Pelicans in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks, And right now on pregame.com, Milwaukee is an eight-point favorite. Okay, fascinating game. So one thing is let's talk about Milwaukee because this is a team that had – the best two-year run in the regular season in NBA history when the team didn't win at least one title. So no team has ever played as well as Milwaukee's played the last two years, not counting this season. Net rating being the metric, the efficiency rating, and not won a title. So on one hand, you could say that's awesome. They played great. On the other hand, you could say it's been a historic disappointment and forget winning a title. They haven't even made the finals. This year, they made some changes. And to me, one of the reoccurring themes in sports is do you want to be good for sure? Or do you want a great, <laughs> do you want a great chance to be good? Or do you want to take a chance at being great? And those don't go together. Right? Think about what the Colts did. In my opinion, the Colts maybe are pretty sure to be good, but I don't think Carson Wentz can make him great. And I'm not even sure he guarantees him good, so I don't like that move generally at all. But the question is, what are you going for? I mean, you look at some of these teams that are trading first round or giving up two first rounders for a safety, they're going for it. And I think Milwaukee deserves credit even though they haven't had nearly as good of a season this year they're trying different things they got different players in trying to do have Giannis do different things because really it it it, it hasn't worked in the playoffs in a way that I don't think was just bad luck and they've had a decent year so far in Milwaukee but with Drew Holiday out they have only won three of eight okay now on the other side we've got Zion and Zion obviously is one of the big players in the in the future of the NBA. But something happened early, about a little less than a month ago, that changed this team. The Pelicans used to have a couple plays a game that Zion would bring the ball out court. It was kind of like a point forward, kind of Charles Oakley type, right? He's gone to 11 possessions a game that he's the point forward. And they have been outstanding, the Pelicans, in those possessions. And as his fitness gets better, as his health stays good, you're going to see more and more of that from Zion. And he's borderline unstoppable as a point forward. 
And if you look at it, the scoring on the Pelicans has been outstanding. They've gone over the total, Jonas, 12 straight games. If all you did is say, hey, Zion's pretty good. I, he scores, right? Okay, over. Give me uh, 500 on the over. You would have won. Winner, 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 winner. 12 straight. So <laughs> it's working. It's not yeah. working on defense, but it's working. One caveat, though, is... Milwaukee has Giannis, and the one thing that Zion does exceptionally well is go to the rim, and Milwaukee's great with Giannis stopping him going to the rim. He, two times Zion has played Milwaukee, he is shooting 38% in those games. In his career, he's shooting over 60%. 60% versus 38%? So as much as I like what Zion's doing now, I don't particularly like him to score over his points, which are around 28, because I do believe that the rim protectors, there's only a few of real good ones, are the way to stop Zion. So it should be a good game, but a lot of things to look at. Any thoughts on the game? Yo, I just the, – the talk on Zion, we keep saying, you know, and it's it's not us specifically, but the conversation is always about, man, if he could just get in shape. You know, once it, once his fitness gets a little better, and yet he's scoring 25 a game. I mean, I, like, like just to think about where he can get to when he does get, you know, right in, in the eyes of some people is, is a scary thought for a lot do, of people. Do you, do you think he's in tip-top shape? Um, no, but – I don't know if that's just how his body is or if he's still growing, developing, because he's still very young and he's going to get to another level physically like we see a lot of athletes do. I mean, you look at LeBron early in his career compared to where he is now, it's a night and day difference. Just the fact that he's not there at that point and still can score seemingly at will in, in the low block against most teams is just it, it, it's amazing to watch this early. It's funny you say that's the way his body is. Uh, I grew up with a guy, whenever someone, they'd be like, he's fat or something. He goes, no, he's big bone. That's all. He's big bone. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. <laughs> 